Hello, I'm Ian. Welcome to Creator Coco. This podcast helps you become a better creator by helping you learn from what other creators have already figured out. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us a tweet at Creator Coco. That's Creator and then C O C O A. In this episode, we talk about starting a one-person business and becoming a value creator so you can achieve independence. I hope you learn something that helps you become a better creator. This episode was brought to you by Fictionista. Fictionista is an app for writing where new sentences, storylines and characters can be magically suggested to you as you write using the power of artificial intelligence. With Fictionista, it's easier than ever to create new worlds and write that story you've always wanted to write. No more writer's block. You can download Fictionista from the App Store or the Play Store or go to fictionista.club. That's fictionista.club. So the idea today was for us to talk about the idea of a one-person business. Uh, it's something I've always been wondering. How much can a single individual do? Like, we're all aware that it's possible in the past. It has been possible for people who didn't have the kind of technology that we have. People who didn't have the internet. They didn't have computers. They didn't have laptops. They didn't have Google or even AI. Uh, and they were able to run entire empires. The Mongols were able to somehow, you know, uh, administrate their whole empire. Uh, the Romans were able to administrate their, their whole empire using pen and paper. And uh, if they could do it then with pen and paper, um, how much can a single individual do? And it's something I've been wondering more and more, and uh, more and more, pe- more and more people are wondering the same thing on the internet. So is it possible for you to start your own single business? Uh, and how difficult or easy is it? And also, uh, how big can this business get? So let's start by defining what a one-person business is. A one-person business, also known as a solopreneur or a solo business, is a business that is owned and operated by a single individual. This type of business typically has a small number of employees, if any, and relies on the owner to handle all aspects of the business, including management, marketing, and financial planning. So as you can see, it involves having multiple different skills that come together to create this thing that you call a business. And uh, something that more and more something that I'm learning is that um, a lot of the skills which we consider separate are usually connected in some interesting way that makes them part of the same thing. So like even if you're doing management (laughs) as an individual, um, it's also important for you to understand how you're going to sell yourself as a because as a human being, it's important for you to be able to sell your skills and tell other people what you're capable of uh, so that they can give you opportunities. And it's also important for you to be able to understand how to do your to, to you know to do your own finances. You need to be able to understand money in general. It's a skill in our modern world. It's important to be able to understand how money works. And if you're doing marketing, is you're going to uh, have to manage you know the project in some way, or you're going to have to manage the budget. So you're also going to have to understand money. And if you're doing financial planning, the same ha- applies. You're still going to need to understand a wide variety of skills. It's just that some of us tend to specialize in something instead of thinking about the bigger picture. And so when you start thinking about the bigger picture, you start realizing what is now cap- what is now possible with modern technology. And now comes the question is, okay, fine. 
there's this idea of a one-person business, but I am more interested or I, I, I am aware of this idea that if I want to start a business, it's important for me to start by getting a co-founder maybe, then looking for investors or looking for someone who does marketing for me or someone who's going to help me with accounting. And that's all okay. Uh, but now let's look at reasons why you would also want to think about starting a one-person business all by yourself. So why would you go through all the trouble of doing all that planning, financial management, all that stuff? Um, why would you want to do that? And the first reason is independence. So you want to have control over your own career and your own financial future. You do not want to have someone else who's telling you what to do. Uh, if, you're, if you're in that level, if you're in that level of being an employee, um, you basically do not control your own time. You don't control your own future. And you're probably living in a... <laughs> in a cycle of, you know, uh, the, the goals that you have are not really tied to the passions that you have unless you're lucky and you happen to be in a, in a, in a company where you actually enjoy working for them. But you want to have control over your own career. Uh, it's, uh, it's an incredibly good feeling to be able to express yourself and to be free of, you know, someone uh, breathing down your neck and telling you um, uh, what you're going to be doing for the day, how you should dress, you know, what time you should be somewhere and things like that. The next thing is maybe you have passions already that you are interested in exploring or you're interested in figuring out um, what more can I do with this passion that I have? I have a hobby. I have something that I, that I enjoy doing. How can I turn that into, you know, a business, you know? Uh, so so, so, so you, you might want to start a one-person business in order to turn your passions into something that, uh, can sustain you or that you can do in a more uh, full-time capacity to put it in those terms uh, and then you want to be uh, you want flexibility you do not want to be somewhere where you want to be in a position where you have to be at a at a certain place dressed in a certain way by a certain time because someone else needs you to do that uh, unless maybe you enjoy that and and there's nothing wrong with that uh, but there's also people who want to work wherever they want and they also want to work whenever they want and you want to be in charge of those two aspects of your life uh it, it can be very fulfilling which leads us to the next to the next um to the next point which is that now that you have all this this flexibility and freedom and you mix it in with your passions you can now start being a lot more creative this means you are in a position where you have enough time and enough uh, resources to start thinking about ideas. You can start thinking about what can you bring into life from your own head, from your own passions, from your own background and the things that you're interested in. What can you bring out into this world? Um, and and then finally, the, the, the other, the last reason why, okay, <laughs> probably there's, there's many other reasons, but uh, now that you're creative and you're creating stuff, how can you turn this creativity into a financial opportunity? And these financial opportunities that you are are now able to create from your own head and you're able to bring it out into the world um, are not opportunities which you would have been getting if you were an employee. Because if you're an employee, all you're getting is one income stream. Uh, unless you have like maybe two jobs or, uh, you know, maybe you're having clients on the side or something like that. But um, it's also possible for you to be... Um, much more ambitious when it comes to the kinds of businesses that you can get into because now there's no one holding you back there's no one telling you uh you know telling you that you can't do it or you shouldn't do it or you should do this thing other thing instead 
And so there are a lot of financial opportunities for people who are in a position where they can explore them because, because a lot of employees cannot explore financial opportunities because they're not aware of them, first of all, uh, because they don't spend time thinking about them. And also because even if you are aware of them, it's difficult for you to fully take advantage of them because most of your time is being sold to someone else. So those are some of the reasons why you'd want to start a one-person business. And now let's look at examples of one-person businesses. So there are tons and tons and tons of one-person business examples. These are just some random ones I picked. So uh, the, we'll start with Gary Vaynerchuk from Media. He's huge on social media. And he is also, I think, one of the early investors of Facebook or Twitter or something like that. There's Tim Ferriss. He has a huge, huge podcast. There is uh, the founder of Nasty Girl, Sofia Amoroso. There's Casey Neistat. He, he entered the game and completely changed everything all by himself Yeah, with his vlogging. Um, most of the vlogs you see, or, or a lot of the style on YouTube is, is directly copied from Casey Neistat. He's incredible. And also content creators all over the world. Content creators, uh, programmers, people who are making apps, people who are making um, code and media products. Uh, and to, to answer the question, Ali, you know, uh, how much can one person do? And the answer is a lot. The answer is a lot. One person can do a lot. And uh, that one person is you. <laughs> so so there's a, there are other people who are already doing this one person business thing. It's not a mythical idea. It's not something crazy. There are people who are doing it. There are people who are having success. And you should also consider it for yourself. These people are all managing their own business and they enjoy doing it and they're successful at it. Um, another example which uh, always just pops in my head, which I which I like, is um, is uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> cool. Is the idea that um, when Instagram was brought when Instagram was bought by Facebook for thirteen? Okay, wait. When Instagram was bought by Facebook for a billion bucks, uh, Instagram only had 13 employees. Like something with 13 employees was able to make that huge of an impact. So um, along with the idea that people who are in media are starting businesses by themselves that are succeeding, people who are also in code, like if you think of uh, even Mark Zuckerberg, a lot of the, the products we use today ultimately were started by one person. It's just that that one person eventually grew a team. And in this case, I'm specifically talking about businesses where you intentionally hold off the idea of, of growing your team as much as you can just to see how much uh, it's possible for you to do by yourself uh, as an experiment. At least that's the stage I'm in. I don't know whether I'll ever leave that stage. Uh, I probably will <laughs> eventually. But uh, yeah, um, I think it's a very interesting idea and it's already possible. So um, let's get to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the heart of the discussion here. So how do I, want, how do I start my one-person business? Let's say now that this idea has uh, captured your imagination or it's something you are already aware of. You know, it's possible that I'm just talking about something that's like really obvious. <laughs> so, um, um, so, and in this case, um, it... Um, it's an interesting question because it involves different things than what you would have required if you were starting a business with several other people at the same time. 
Um, okay, cool. So first of all, you need to believe that it's possible for you to start your own one person business. You need to know that it's possible and you need to believe that it's possible. That's partly why I'm doing something like this, like a podcast where we can uh, share this idea and be like, okay, fine. It's possible now. Okay, fine. Let me think <laughs> what, what, what are the business, what businesses can I start? And, and here, here, here's the crux of the question. How big can a one person business get? Okay. Is it possible to start a business that is the equivalent of, you know, Amazon all by yourself? Like, is there a, a rule of physics that says that you can't start a business that huge um, all by yourself? So it's up to you really to figure out how big you want this business to be and how ambitious you know you now need to add ambition into that because that ambition is what's going to be driving you it's what's it's going to be motivating you to achieve these goals that you have after that we need to look at our most important resource <laughs> and that's your time your time is extremely important and um, sometimes you think that you're in control of your time but you're really not in control of your time because you have not are not paying as much attention to you, to your time as you think because time can slip away it's something that can happen subconsciously and you're not fully aware of what is going on if you're not extremely scientific about where your time is going and very observant about where all your time is going and how um and how all your actions are organized and how they're supposed to be to be uh performed and things like, um, you know, pri uh, prioritizing them and being like, this is more important than this. And this is why this is there. You need to really think about your time and manage your time very carefully because it's it can even be like a fun game that you play. Um, but a lot of our time is wasted. And, and uh, even for me, as I'm speaking, I probably am wasting time in some situations, which um, I could also improve. So it's something that we constantly need to be thinking about. Where is your time going and how can you improve the allocation of your time? After that, you need to take consistent action. So it's not just about planning. We've planned out our time and we understand how things work. So now you need to take consistent action and you need to be able to do the things which you say you're going to do. So you're not bullshitting yourself. You're saying that if you are, if you're actually ambitious and this is something you're passionate about and you want that kind of independence as an end goal, um, then you need to be able to be someone who takes consistent action. This doesn't mean that you never fail. This doesn't mean that you take heroic actions every single day and 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 you know, <laughs> and that you're killing yourself doing thirty thousand push-ups. Um, it just means you take the action consistently. Consistency is more important than, it, than intensity. And it's also, and it's uh, always much more preferable that you focus more on consistency in the beginning than on being, uh, you know, uh, uh, intense. Like you don't want to take such intense actions in the beginning. You want to build it up. So using something called the compound effect. So you just start small and take consistent action. Don't pressure yourself. Um, the only pressure you have is that you make sure you do this action every day uh, for however long you wanted to do it. So um, you can play around with parameters like time, effort. You can you can change things that help you uh, take action more consistently. The fifth, the fifth uh, point here is to understand technology. So 
with technology, uh, if you don't understand what's possible, you know, some of the some of the stuff that we can do today with with our phones and with the internet and even with AI is insane. And this is not stuff that is obvious. Like it's not obvious that uh, you'll be able to touch a slab, uh, a slab of <laughs> glass and metal, and it's able to show you all this kind of different information and help you play games and help you connect with people. Some of that stuff is not obvious what AI can do. Things like ChatGPT, like it's not intuitive. And so if you don't make time to understand technology and to familiarize yourself with the new opportunities that are coming up, it's possible that some of this information can disappear into the ever and you are left with, you know, not a very good understanding of what's possible. The person who understands what's possible is able to take advantage of those opportunities. And the person who doesn't understand what's possible is not able to even know that they're missing out on opportunities. They are they're stuck and in thinking that this is what's possible right now in the world, when in reality, so much more is possible, uh, just as a ground foundation for 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 the next point which is to productize yourself now that we understand what's possible it's important for us to now think about how can we make business a natural part or an organic part of our you know the fabric of our personality we like to think of ourselves as separate from our businesses and in the case of what you're selling your time, okay, if you're an employee or if you're in one of those situations where you don't fully control your own time, uh, even some startup founders who are, you know, stuck uh, appeasing investors are kind of in a struggle. Sometimes you, even though you own your own business, you don't really own your own business. Um, so now comes the idea of... Uh, so it's important if you're an employee to separate your time from the employer's time. And what the employer, what the employers usually want is for you to consider that your time and your personality is a part of their business and what they're trying to do. They're trying to add you as someone who is going to be a part of their business, helping them grow. And it would be more beneficial for the employer if you constantly thought about yourself and your time as a part of their business. But it's important for you to think of your time as separate from the time that you provide with your, you provide your employer. Those are two different worlds. The, 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 the time that you're giving to your employer is time that you're giving to your employer. The time that, you're, that, that, that you have afterwards is all your time. And the idea here is to maximize the amount of time that goes to you and your own projects. That being said, now that you understand the difference between the time that you're giving to others and the time that belongs to you, and you understand that the goal here is to maximize the amount of time that belongs to you, it's not important to think to yourself, how can you use that time that belongs to you to generate um, as much value as possible for other people, uh, for yourself, you know, in ways that are interesting. And, and that, that becomes the idea of productizing yourself. So how can you turn this system of productivity, of consistent action, of understanding technology into a process that results in a lot of value? So you then become someone who is a value creator, where you are trying to learn and trying to figure out how the universe works, how the world works, how people work 
how technology works. And then you turn that process uh, into a system that produces outputs such as different products. It can produce uh, media as well. It can produce news. It can produce podcasts. It can produce uh, YouTube videos. And you start using the journey that you're on to leave breadcrumbs along the way in case someone else wants to follow in your footsteps. So, 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 so you become a value creator, people, and and and, and you're able to teach other people as well to, to to join this journey that you're on, at least as you're trying to figure it out. And you're also using information from other people. And it's just a network of uh, learning and taking action. So, so those are the steps in general of how to start a one-person business. Okay, so let's double tap on some of these points uh, about starting a one-person business just to go in a bit more detail about these steps um, and uh, see what we can learn about them. So let's start with the process of setting goals because this is the beginning. This is where you think to yourself that this is what I want to achieve. This is what is important to me. And uh, this is how I think I can achieve uh, the goal that I have. So you consider your values and your priorities. You consider the things that you enjoy doing. You consider the things you have a natural inclination to. You consider the things that make you feel good when you're doing them. And uh, you feel that you can extract value from them or you know, be able to provide value to others. After that, you try and make your goals challenging but achievable. So again, consistency is more important than intensity. So you do not want to have something that is overambitious. It's important to achieve even a small thing. Even if in the beginning, it's important to achieve small things um, consistently over time, uh, always, uh, because the, the this this process is uh, is sustainable. It's scalable, and it also it also gives you compound interest over time. Uh, if you take small steps, so you break down your goals into smaller steps, you say, this is what I want to achieve ultimately. How can I break this break this goal down into smaller steps? And you try and uh, perform these steps consistently over time. And also, uh, as your compound interest keeps building up, as you are improving and you are gaining more leverage of, of, of in time and you're understanding how the world works even better, it's important to keep revising and reviewing your goals regularly because sometimes the things you thought were, uh, were, were not possible are now possible or your eyes have been opened or you have reached another level and you understand that uh, it's your, your goals can adapt because you now have a better understanding, you have more information. And I don't think this process ever ends because the march of technology will just keep moving forward. And uh, so it's important to review and revise your goals over time uh probably every day probably every week probably every month like just set a time which is good for you and make sure that you uh keep improving your goals and keep trying to push yourself even farther the next step is time management now i spoke about time management a bit earlier i mentioned how important it is to manage your time and be very scientific about where it's going and that this is something that can, like, if you do, if you understand where your time goes, you pretty much understand yourself. You pretty much understand who you are because you understand whether or not you're working, you understand whether or not you're being productive, you understand whether or not you're achieving your own goals. Deep down, you know, you know whether or not you're, you're good at time management. 
So it's important to set clear priorities. You need to understand what is important to you and, and what is not important to you. And, and, and it's important to write some of these things down because when you write something down, it moves from your head into the real world. Like it's an idea that you had in your head. And as soon as you start writing it down or drawing it or something like that, you've now moved it into something that is concrete. And that's a powerful thing to do. So try and move a lot of the ideas in your head into your phone. Try to organize them as notes or something like that. And uh, uh, make sure you now have a schedule. So something that you can follow consistently day to day. I recommend having something where uh, it's like consistent every single day, including the weekends. Uh, we all have this idea that it's important to take breaks during the weekends. But that is an idea that is made up by the like, <laughs> like it's an idea that is, it's not a, a real idea. It's a social construct. The idea of Saturday and Sunday is not a, it's, there's no rules of physics that say that you should take breaks on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, it's a very convenient thing that society has set up for us. But it's, if, you, if, you, if you're in the employee mindset, uh, you usually look forward to the weekends because that's when your employer is giving you a break, is telling you, oh, now you can go and spend the money that we have paid you uh, on the economy. So it's usually not, the weekends are not usually not about you enjoying your time. Or, or something like that. Uh, and a lot of people don't take advantage of that extra time. So uh, when I say create a schedule, make something which you can follow every single day. And the reason why you want something which you can follow every single day is because you don't want to think about it. You basically want to be a robot and you don't want to be making decisions. You want this to be as easy as possible for you to do. And you just know, okay, fine, the time has come. I need to do the thing. That's all. That's all that you need to know. You don't want to have to make decisions during that time when you have to do the thing. You just know you have to do the thing, and it's every day, including the weekends. So um, after you have your schedule, try to use time management tools, things like screen time. Try to see where your your the app the 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 time on your phone is going. Try to see. Uh, try to you know uh, write down the things that you do every day. Try to have a to do list of some kind. Try to use habit trackers. Try to use the Pomodoro system of, of time management. That's a huge one. You should definitely try it out, the Pomodoro system. And, um, and uh, after that, avoid distractions such as social media and all these other apps and all these other things. So I know you've probably heard about uh, avoiding distractions and avoiding social media. And social media is a distraction. It's just that if, you, if you're not using screen time and you don't have detailed analytics, even, even for YouTube, one surprising thing about YouTube is if you're a content creator and you go into your analytics, it's possible for you to see extremely detailed analytics and numbers about every single thing of the perform, every single aspect of the performance of your YouTube video. YouTube provides you with a lot of information when it comes to um, who was watching your video, when they watched, how long they watched, and things like that. But on the side of the person who's watching the video, like if I go and try to find analytics for my own, um, like my own personal YouTube watching, like if I wanted to know when do I watch the most videos, like if I wanted to see analytics from my YouTube, they provide very little information when it comes to that. And that's because they understand how many, how much time is being spent on YouTube and social media. And so if you don't really have these analytics, sometimes you can think, you can feel that you're in control, but you're really not. So it's important to, to just, completely cut off all social media usage. Um, and and I don't mean like um, like become a hermit or something. I just mean 
look at them as tools. By cut them off, I don't mean don't use them, but I mean understand that they will absorb your time and use them creatively. Use them to produce value. Don't be a consumer. Be someone who just uses them to push out their message or to interact with people or to create value or to do things which are deliberate. Um, that being said, turn off your notifications, turn off all the notifications, silence your calls, um, uh, you know, use all the do not disturb modes and things like that. Just be very aware of where your time is going. And then it's important also to take breaks, um, to, to, to rest and recharge. Uh, but this can be a tricky thing. Another construct that we have, uh, which is a, a part of this whole idea of employer and employee, is uh, the idea that there is a separation between the things that you do for fun and the things that you do for work. Uh, in reality, um, if, for example, uh, we usually when you say when when I when I when I probably mention break, a lot of people think that when you when when you're on break now it's time to do something like consuming media, like it's time for you to go and uh, and watch YouTube. It's time for you to go watch Netflix. It's time for you to play some video games. And that's part of it. And it's important to do those things. It's important to consume media, to be inspired by other by other forms of media, to 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 pursue the kinds of interesting the things we find interesting, and that's important as well. But a lot of times when you're when you're taking that break, you're kind of also doing work <laughs> for someone else. So, for example, if you say you're taking a break, and the, by by taking a break, you you mean that you're going to go to Instagram and scroll through Instagram, then you're doing work. And how you're doing work is you're working for someone called Mark Zuckerberg. And you're doing the work of training his algorithm. You're doing the work of interacting with his community members. And you're doing the work of, you know, uh, seeing the advertisements and tapping on them and doing all of that stuff. So think about that and try to figure out, since if you're taking a break, a lot of the times you're working for someone else, how can you turn that idea of being productive while you are resting in order to create value as a byproduct of that rest so so when i say take breaks it's important to think of your breaks also as things which are fun uh, but also things which can produce value so so that you move from one thing and your break also so you move from one valuable thing and the break that you take is to go into another valuable thing it's not to go and work for someone else like mark zuckerberg or youtube or you know uh TikTok. Because uh, you're doing work for those guys, and that, and 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 that's the and, that, and they want you to come back and spend as much time as as possible on their products. So yeah, so it's more to take breaks, but also understand that what a break is and what a break is and what a break can be. So then there's also the idea of uh, productizing yourself. This is from Naval. It's famous. <laughs> So modify yourself in the system uh, that you have of you know interacting with life into a business. So make sure that a lot of the things you do somehow end up creating value. It's a very interesting game to play. And uh, if you're looking towards the long term, you should ask yourself, is this authentic to me? Is it myself that I'm projecting? And then am I productizing it? Am I scaling it? Am I scaling with labor or capital or code or media? And in this case, if you want to start a one-person business, and I don't want to say easy, okay? Like different things that, uh, like, there's no easy or hard. I don't want to put it in those terms. But um, in terms of the barrier to entry, 
code and media products are, you know, is what you want to get into. So if you're starting a one-person business in the modern world, you want to start that business probably on the internet. I'm not saying there's no other opportunities like outside, I don't know, oil or something, but um, you, you usually want to create code and media products. So um, try and turn, and, and, I'll, and I'll talk about, a bit about how you, how, how you can do that, but that's the idea now. So after you manage your time, and you now find a way to turn the your, you know the, the the work that you're doing into a product or a business which you can scale usually using code and media. Um, you now start thinking of yourself as a value creator. So your job is to become an S expert by gaining a holistic view of your interests, and then distribute the value you create with social media. Okay, so we have figured out that. Um, Okay, fine. We understand where our time is going. We have scheduled our time. We understand our priorities and our goals. And we want to now productize ourselves. We now want to turn the time that we have, you know, the free time that we have, and we want to maximize the amount of free time that we have uh, in order for us to keep creating value. And, uh, and, uh, and how this process usually works is you start by learning about something because we focused, we were focusing first on the idea of understanding how what, what is possible now with technology, what is possible in our modern world. So we start learning about things like that. And a podcast like this is an example where I'm trying to highlight the things that I am learning about in order to share with you. So in this case, um, you know, being a value creator, for example. And then I understand how that idea can help me. So um, I can't help others with, that, with this information if I don't understand how it helps me. And, and for me to understand how it helps me, it's important to take action to actually test some of these ideas out in the market to see whether some of these ideas can actually work. And once that you figure out that you've learned something new and that this is how it works, it's important to now think, how can I help others? Is it possible that this thing that helped me is, is uh, you know, is it possible for you to help someone else as well? And then uh, you also now think of, uh, now that I understand it can help other people, how can I reach those people? You know, can I reach them through... Uh, Twitter? Can I reach them through Instagram? Can I reach them by creating art? Can I reach them by creating communities? Can I reach them by, you know, making music or something like that? So you just start thinking, how can I learn things? How can I figure out things out in the real world, um, things that are possible? And how can I share them with the people who might benefit from that information? Because I am constantly benefiting from other people who are, you know, sharing the information that they find as well. I'm, I'm, I, it feels very good to be able to contribute back the same way I have been helped by so many other people on the internet. If you think about open source software, if you think about all the free information that's available online, if you think about you know search engines and things like that, and all of us just creating and helping each other, it feels very good to be able to distribute back or put back something into society. So... Uh, that being said, now uh, something that I mentioned a bit, but I didn't like double tap into, <laughs> is the idea of technology. So the uh, when you're starting a one-person business, okay, and you combine yourself with technology, okay, you, it's possible for you to start, start your business on pen and paper. That's cool. It's possible for you to start your business just on the internet. It's possible for you to add artificial intelligence on top of that. It's possible for you to find new interesting technologies. Uh, or, or things which are going to make you more and more productive because uh, sometimes you can find a tool on the internet that can take the work that used to take you 
you know, 10 hours to do, it can help you do that to work in a few minutes or something like that. But if you can find a way to use technology to make yourself more efficient, it means that you now have even more time. So, so you start by researching when it comes to technology, find opportunities, figure out what's possible, what's the latest technology, how does it work, um, how are things connected, you know, how, how does this technology, how can it affect the future, what are some potential use cases and things like that. And then you also try to figure out how you can use some of this technology to automate, automate your processes. So because you are managing your time and you understand how your time is working, um, then, then you can also look at your schedule and figure out what are some things here which I can make easier uh, because your, 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 your time becomes something like, uh, you know, like something more tangible that you can look at and improve. So uh, you try and automate some of the processes which you feel are, you know, cumbersome or you feel like yeah, these could be improved and you start improving the system itself of you, of you improving your time. And uh, after you have researched and, figure out, and figured out what you can automate, you, you also start thinking about product development. So you start thinking about how can I use the, the time that I have to keep creating more and more code and media products? How can I be creating more uh, products during that time? And then finally, how can I be delivering that value um, and capturing the, the value that I create? So you want to be able to also distribute this value using technology, okay? So you're using technology to do research, okay? You're using Google, you're using ChatGPT, you're using, you know, all the stuff. To, you, you're basically using, you're subscribed to the right newsletters, you're following the right people on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, okay? You're using technology to find opportunities. Second, you're using technology to automate the things which, uh, you know, that you don't want to uh, struggle so much with. Uh, if you're a programmer, you can write code to do this. Uh, you can use tools, you can use, um, you know, uh, stuff. Cool. <laughs> then there is um, product development. So use technology to help you create products. Okay, find technologies that can help you create other technologies for yourself. Find technologies that can help you create uh, websites. Find technologies that can help you make apps. Find technologies that can help you create videos and things like that. So it is going to be easier for you to use technology to make even more products. And then also use technology to you know, send out the, the value that you're creating to find people who are interested, okay? And then find a way to capture that value so that if you're helping someone else, how can they help you back by usually by paying you in money <laughs> or something along those lines. So find a way to deliver the, the, the products and find a way to capture some of the value that you're creating out in the real world. And uh, yeah, so that was the presentation for for, for becoming a one-person business. I think it's an incredible goal. I, I don't think it's very obvious, especially to people who have only experienced uh, something like uh, being an employee. Um, it's possible for you to be independent, to work anywhere you want, to uh, live anywhere you want, to be free, and to work on the things which you care about that are, that are authentic to you and that provide you with you know value as a person. So that's the one-person business. I hope that I've said you know, at least a few things that are interesting. Uh, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I will see you in the next video podcast. Bye-bye.